0: Final hour Bet MGM tonight. We're on Twitch, YouTube, the Odyssey app. Live from the nation's capital, Ryan Horvath, Nick Ashew. A lot of time on the NFL, NBA free agency. But let's not forget, we're closing in on college football, which when, when we say college football, Ryan just gets a smile that's, I think, even a little bit bigger than when we talk about the NFL.
1: Yeah, I love the NFL, Nick, but as far as the betting market, man, I mean, there's just so many different opportunities with college football, I love win totals, I love futures, I've already placed a couple Heisman bets, but I just love the uh, bigger sample size that we get every week, you know, uh, rather than just picking from a few games that I like,
0: you get know, over 100
1: games every single Saturday, so I love it, it's my favorite time of the year and we're almost there, I mean, I love the summer, don't get me wrong, I'm gonna try to enjoy the pool, get outside, enjoy some sun, but... uh I'm ready for football. I'm ready for the cold weather. I'm from the Midwest. You know how this goes.
0: See, this is how I know you're definitely from the Midwest because you like to drive 11 hours everywhere you go and you just want the cold weather. And it's just, it's as Midwest as you could possibly be. I, let me tell you something. Football is what gets me through the cold weather. I can't stand it. I hate cold weather. So give me all the warm weather and then football, which actually is the fall a lot of times, which is pretty good. Fall might be one of my favorite times of year just because you get like, you get still decent weather, and where we are, it's not humid. But you're getting football in the process, so I, I'll like set up TVs outside, can watch games outside, do that whole thing. Like it's such a it's such a great way to do before it gets like you know absolutely freezing. But you Midwesterners are tougher than me. I'm just an East Coast guy, so we're just not as tough as Midwesterners.
1: Well, let's uh, let's make you kind of let's get you comfortable, and let's go to the Pac-12 to start our conference preview then, because all right, you know, warm weather. Great quarterback play, high scoring games, Pac-12 after dark. It doesn't get much better. Really quick though, quick take. Best month of the year, October. My birthday, Drake's birthday, mm-hmm. Halloween. I like <laughs> pumpkin flavored things. I like, I like, I don't like cold weather, but I do like hoodie season. Throwing on a pair of sweatpants and a hoodie to go get the paper in the morning. Sit on the couch all day on, in your sweats, watch college football. It's the best, man.
0: I. I I can't disagree, but I would actually go, I like, like, all right, we're talking about months. I know you want to get to the Pac-12. Here's what I will say. Oh, yeah. I do like October. October uh there is it's you kind of have that fall but it's still like comfortable out but i like spring the best so give me may may is my favorite month beginning of june problem is the back end of june like where we are now is when it gets really muggy but it also depends on like where you live so i'll go may but i do like october all right let's get to the pac-12 i know you've been ready you've been doing a lot of deep dives in the lab for this so usc the favorite to win the pac-12 at plus 180 oregon's plus 325 washington plus 350 utah 5-1 to oregon 9 and ucla 12 we're looking at the top there
1: Yeah, let's look at the top, actually, to start things off, and then I'll give out my favorite win totals that I played. Some of these numbers might be gone. Like, you know, a couple weeks ago, we gave out Memphis over seven wins, and now that's up to eight and a half. And in the Pac-12, it's not much different. But I know it's chalky. Uh, USC, actually, my pick to win the Pac-12, like most people's, Caleb Williams is back. He was USC's eighth Heisman winner, over 4,000 yards passing. They replace guys like Travis Dye in the backfield, but they're still loaded with so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. That's what Lincoln Riley does, man. He recruits, he hits the portal. They have Austin Jones in the backfield still. They have Marshawn Lloyd. Mario Williams is back at wide receiver. They have uh, seven starters back on offense. Lincoln Riley calling the plays. My biggest question mark on the offensive side of the ball for USC is the offensive line. Uh, They hit the portal hard, they replaced some starters. They have to protect Caleb Williams. Their defense wasn't very good last season, but they were able to take the football away. They gave up over 420 yards per game, but they do bring back nine starters on that side of the ball. I don't love Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator, but last season they were plus 22 in turnovers. That's obviously hard to duplicate, but man, I mean, even if they do half of that number, I still think that the defense will be a little bit better and not as terrible. They get Notre Dame and Oregon on the road. They should win at least 10 games. I think that's the floor for this team. Again, my concern, if they do drop some games because of that offensive line, does Caleb Williams maybe sit out You know, to prepare for the draft? The final six games of the season get really tough. The first six games of the season, they're going to be at least 17-point favorites in every single game. So We'll find out how good they are uh, week seven against Notre Dame. But I think USC does win the Pac-12. It's hard to bet against Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, man.
0: And especially like you said, he, he he's built this team in just now only one full season heading into the second one through the transfer portal. It's, it's free agency. But you just said something that stood out to me. Caleb Williams sitting out second half of the season to prepare for the draft. You you, you could see that happening?
1: Like let's say they drop a couple games because, again, that schedule is tough. Let's say they lose the Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, let's say they lose the Oregon maybe. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because last season he played hobbled like pretty much the entire second half of the season. He got hurt in that Utah game. And then we hmm. thought there was a chance he was gonna sit out the bowl game, and he didn't. He played in the bowl game, so who knows? He's a tough kid, but he's gonna be the number one pick. At worst he's the number two overall pick in the draft. He's being compared to Patrick Mahomes. He's a little bit smaller, he's only six foot one, six foot two. Uh I don't think it happens. I think they win the conference. A couple more things that I really like, some win totals. Um, let's go with some unders, actually. I like Arizona under five and a half. It was plus 145. That's come down a little bit. But, again, I like the Pac-12 a lot this season. They bring back eight starters from an offense that did average over 30 points per game at 460 yards. The problem is, defensively, they can't stop anybody. Last season, they brought back eight starters. They still gave up over 470 yards per game and 36 points per game. And, you know, this year, I don't think they're going to be much better. They haven't finished in the top half of the Pac 12 in rushing defense since 2012. Uh, they only bring back three starters on the defensive side of the ball. And their schedule, Arizona's schedule, is brutal, man. The games they're going to be favored in are all road games. Uh, they're on the road against Mississippi State week two. Last year, they lost that game 39 17. That's your non conference game. Then they play Washington, USC back to back weeks in the middle of the season. Right after that, they go on the road following uh, their bye week to play Washington State. And then they get Oregon State, UCLA, Colorado, Utah, Arizona State. I just can't get them past five wins. So I went under five and a half. I would still play that at five. And at worst, I think we push with Arizona. Uh, Also, man, went under five on Arizona State. Minus 135 was the price that I paid. Kenny Dillingham, I actually really like him. He takes over. He's the youngest head coach at a P5 school, only 32 years old. Like the hire. But I just think it's going to take them some time to fix this program. They had to bring in 32 transfers uh, into the portal. Drew Pine's their starting quarterback. I've seen enough Drew Pine. I saw 10 games at Notre Dame. Not a big Drew Pine guy. That's me being nice. They lose their 1,000 yard rusher from last season. They have eight home games this season, but the schedule is brutal. Like The Pac 12 is loaded. They get Fresno State and Oklahoma State as their non conference opponents. They play all the heavyweights. They get USC, Washington, Utah, Oregon, and UCLA. And then they play Cal on the road. That's probably a pick. Their O-line is a huge issue. They've already had a ton of injuries since spring. Under on Arizona State, under on Arizona. I do apologize because I do love Arizona. I love the wigwam, obviously, as you know, Nick. Uh, couple A couple overs, couple overs that I like really quick. UCLA, the biggest story that you're going to hear about UCLA is everything that they have to replace because they lose DTR, their star quarterback. They lose uh, their best wide receiver. They lose their best running back in in Zach Charbonnet. But they have really good replacements. Dante Moore most likely takes over as quarterback. He's a true freshman. He's in a quarterback battle right now. I think he wins the job. If not, I think we see him by week three, and I think he's the real deal. Carson Steele in at running back for Zach Charbonnet. You have Chip Kelly calling plays. And even if they take a step back on offense, it's Chip Kelly, and I think they average over 35 points per game. And this is going to be his best defense since he's taken the job at UCLA. They bring back nine starters. They avoid both Oregon and Washington. They don't play either of those two. They get Utah, Oregon State, and USC on the road. But outside of those three games, they're going to be at least touchdown favorites over their next nine opponents. So I like UCLA to win at least nine games. Over eight and a half was a win total that I played. Uh, And then another team that I really like is Oregon State. They went 10-3 last season. They bring in DJU from Clemson. Didn't love him at Clemson, which is why I'm so high on Clemson, actually. I love Cade Klubnick, their first five-star quarterback since Trevor Lawrence. But they bring back their entire offensive line. I love Jonathan Jonathan Smith, their head coach. They bring back 13 starters. Uh, One of them is Damian Martinez. I think he's the best running back in the entire Pac-12. And they have a real home field advantage. Last three seasons, 14-5 at home, and they get Washington, Washington, UCLA and USC all at home. They avoid USC in Pac-12 play. Uh, they get Colorado and Stanford, two teams that I think both finished with about three wins this season. 12 and one in home games the last two seasons. And also, uh, they added $162 million of upgrades to their stadium. So I think that they're gonna have packed crowds. Defense is gonna take a step back. They were the best defense in the entire Pac-12 last season, but they only bring back five starters. They lose three of their four best guys in the secondary. But I just think their floor is nine wins, man. So I went over eight and a half on Oregon State. That's a lot of respect for Jonathan Smith and DJU, I know. But uh, I think they could be a 10-win team again. So over on UCLA, over on Oregon State, under on Arizona State and Arizona. And then a couple teams that I don't know what to do with right now. Last year, uh, Utah was my big moneymaker. I had them plus 250 to win the Pac-12. I went over eight and a half wins. Cam Rising comes back at quarterback, but he also injured his knee, tore his ACL in that bowl game. They bring back seven starters on offense, but you have to replace Tavion Thomas, who pretty much missed all of last season, but you have to replace Dalton Kincaid, which is a huge loss. The defense is going to be the best defense in the Pac-12. They bring back nine starters. I think they're top ten in the country. Kyle Winningham also signed the school's first ever at Utah top 25 rated class this offseason. So I love the future for the program. I think they have the best offensive line. I think they have the best defensive line in the Pac-12. I just can't get them to nine wins, man. I mean, I have to stay away because of the road schedule. They at home, I think they're the toughest place to play. Definitely top five in the country. Toughest place to play in the conference. But they're road games. USC on the road, Washington mm-hmm. on the road, and Oregon State. I can't do it this year with Utah. So I'm staying away. I don't want to go under. I don't want to go over. If you don't want to play USC, I think the best value bet as far as winning the Pac-12, as long as you get better than 4-1 to one odds, is Washington. They're one of the best offenses in the country. I did play some Michael Penix to win Heisman. I played his futures. Kalen DeBoer is one of my favorite head coaches in the country. They bring back seven starters from an offense that averaged 39 points per game, 516 yards per game. They didn't score less than 24 points in one game all season long. And then on defense, they bring back eight starters. My concern, the, the schedule's a lot tougher this season. They didn't have USC last season, and they didn't have Utah. This year, they get both of them. They also had a lot of luck last year. They won three close games. I think they're contenders, though. So if you kind of want to like hedge with a USC bet, I don't think Washington's a bad play. So that's what I'm looking at to win the Pac-12, Washington, and USC. And those are my favorite win totals. I'm really excited for this conference, man. Like I didn't even talk about Oregon and I love Bo Nix. He's coming Mm -hmm. off his best year as a college quarterback. They have a new offensive coordinator. Uh, That scares me a little bit, but they have the best offensive line in the country. One of them. And um, I think they're going to be much improved on defense with Dan Lanning. Like that's why he came over from Georgia Uh, again, though. That's a brutal, brutal schedule for all these teams, but the quarterback play is going to be awesome. You have four guys that could legitimately win a Heisman, and it's going to be a fun league. And it's really going to be the last year that we get the Pac-12 because it's going to look so much different. You know, that's why I think USC is going to get everybody's best shot this year because they're going to the Big Ten next year. It's going to look so much different, but I think it's going to be the best year of Pac-12 football that we've had in a long time.
0: I it, I just still, it's going to take me forever to get over UCLA and USC in the Big Ten. I just like I, I hate this I hate this realignment I can't stand where it's going. Yeah, next year obviously Pac-12 conference play the schedule is not going to be as tough because you're not going to have teams like USC there anymore. I, I hate this man. I can't. I still don't like Maryland being in the Big Ten and not the ACC. Like I get it. I know that there's money that's changing all of this. It's, it's all about college football. That's what's making everything else change. It starts with college football. The money trickles down. This is the worst thing that can happen in college football or just college sports in general is these massive realignments that just don't make any sense
1: dude and I can't wait to see what happens at Ohio State because like being from the Midwest it's always Ohio State and Michigan but Ohio State they've Mm. never had a problem recruiting but now man you have Lincoln Riley Mm. we know how great of a recruiter he is and we know that if you're a quarterback you want to go play for Lincoln Riley because he's going to turn you into a Heisman and the number one overall pick of the draft most likely Now Ryan day and Ohio state are actually going to have some competition recruiting. So Mm -hmm. I do like that, but yeah, I'm, I'm old school. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to college football. I hate it really quick. One other thing that's going to look different. Deion Sanders, obviously taking the job at Colorado. I wanted to give out the under on their win total, but it went from four and a half to three and a half. And I think that sounds about right. I think he could turn that program around, man, but like, Look at how many dudes have already left that program from the spring game. Over 25. So, I don't know what to do yeah. with that, but I would lean under. Even at three and a half. I think that's going to be a mess for the first couple of years.
0: He basically came in and said, everybody, I'm bringing in some of my guys. You can transfer if you want. Real quick, breaking NBA news. Derek Rose, your guy, has signed with the Grizzlies.
1: <laughs> I thought he was going back to Chicago.
0: No, really? nope, nope. Yep. Nope. Enrique thought the same thing, but it's not the case. Derrick Rose is going to be a Memphis Grizzly. It would have made sense to finish up in Chicago, but oh well. All right, it's BetMGM Tonight.